Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. This is Dr. Debbie Silber, and today we have Greg Johnson. And uh, Greg's the founder and president of Love Foundation and Love Solutions. He's the best-selling author of Loving Heart and Powerful Soul, Seven Principles for Transforming the Homeless Youth Epidemic Forevermore. With a thousand hours of service, Greg is a master group facilitator, leading powerful workshops and groups for Love Foundation youth, and conducting his unique style of teaching for Love Solutions. He's someone living completely on purpose, doing the work he's uniquely called to do. He holds group, individual sessions, and outpatient treatment programs for people struggling with drug and alcohol abuse. He understands firsthand and lovingly helps his clients break free from addiction while helping the families of those impacted by it too. You're going to love Greg, and I can't wait to introduce him to you. So I am so excited to have Greg Johnson with us today. We're going to be talking all about betrayal as it relates to addiction. Welcome, Greg. Excited to have you here. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. And, you know, when we spoke before, we'd spoken about you're you're really coming at it from this very interesting angle as far as addiction. And I know you have some personal experience. Let's just start there. Yes, I would be definitely grateful to do that. I have firsthand experience with addiction. I am a sober specialist in Los Angeles. And as a young youth, I grew up in a family that was deep in addiction unbeknownst to me. My father suffered from a drug addiction. My uncle as well was a raging alcoholic. We were very aware of my uncle's addiction because it was quite obvious and we saw him drinking and knew that he was drunk. In high school, when my parents remarried, we lived with my father and he had very erratic behavior. He would work on days on end, come home, crash and burn and sleep for nearly two days. And he would wake up in just raging fits of anger and emotional content. And I always, uh, as a young man, thought, what is going on with my father? And it took about 10 years to finally realize what was going on. And it only became clear to me and our family when he died of a methamphetamine drug overdose. Mm -hmm. And that was at the age of 25. And it became clear to us all these years that this is what he was suffering with. It was very traumatic, the betrayal extremely deep. It was horrendous. And I wanna talk about that. What aspect about it felt like a betrayal? The betrayal was such that it was like living with someone you didn't know, first of all, didn't know who he really was and what was going on with his life. And that the behavior was so out of integrity that he never did what he said he was going to do. And the treatment was so brutal. And the persons that are supposed to love one the most, they're the very person that are that's hurting the person the most. And that betrayal is just so deep. And it took a long time to process through that betrayal and the trauma of it. Um, so it just deep betrayal. Yeah. And how did it affect you? In what ways? Well, the effect was very deep. I did not know what my father went through. And in retrospect, I know that I wanted to go through what he went through, that I wanted to experience 
on a deep level uh, is subconsciously and unconsciously what he experienced. And I did, in fact, go down the path of experimenting with drugs to understand deeply what he went through. And ironically, that's actually what led to my own healing, that I had to go through that process and experience what he did in order to understand him so that I could get through the trauma and the betrayal that was caused by his behavior and his addiction. It's an interesting way to to get to that understanding. So tell me about that. So you're saying that his addiction created sort of this need for you to understand and led to your experimentation. And then what'd you learn from that? What emerged from, from all of that experience? It gave me a firsthand experience of what he went through and to really be able to forgive him for his actions and not blame him because the power of addiction is so life-taking, especially in his case, that it takes one's life and it destroys all relationships with the loved ones in the family. And initially, when I look at it at the surface as a young boy, it's like the judgment and the blame and the anger uh, kick in immediately, right? These human emotions that we experience, that is the initial reaction to the life experience. And through going through my own experimentation firsthand, it allowed me to not just have compassion, but to truly have empathy and understand the the, the power of addiction. That when one is in the throes of addiction, there is no choice. They do not have the power to stop and make uh, positive choices, powerful choices for their lives and for their family, that they are absolutely powerless. And with me having my own experience of that, then I was able to truly forgive him and understand that he was living in a place of such powerlessness and that he did not have the experience of AA or treatment or rehabilitation. For whatever reason, he was not given that gift to assist him in his own healing. And so in order for me to heal, I had to go down that path Mm -hmm. to truly and deeply understand what was going on in his life at that time. Right. And forgiveness is such a big topic. And you said you you had gotten to a place of forgiveness. Was there anything that you, was there a process or was there something you said to yourself? How were you able to forgive? Walk us through that. Sure. So as I mentioned, I'm a sober specialist working in sobriety here in Los Angeles. And we work with clients that are in active addiction, suffering from their, their own addiction. And we've created a five-step process that we take clients through. It's highly effective, very transformational and healing. It's rehab your heart, the power to stay sober. And so what we do, we take these clients through this process, and it's all about healing the heart and connecting to their heart and soul to find the wisdom that they know to be true for their own lives. And what happens is addicts get disconnected from their own truth, their own knowing, their own dreams, their own purpose, their own passion, that all of that is stripped from them. And so we take them through this five-step process to reconnect them to their hearts, opening their hearts, reconnecting to their hearts, trusting their hearts, listening to their hearts, and listening to that deep wisdom that lies within. 
And so it is a highly effective process that we take them through. Now, what happens is the addicts will go back into their environments, the old environments with family, with friends, with intimate loved ones. And if the family unit, the friends and the family do not go through this process, if they do not experience the healing as well, then there's a disconnect in the relationships and they do not know how to deal with this sober, new and improved person. So it is imperative that everyone involved with this person that was once suffering with addiction as well have a taste of this healing, right? That they go into this process as well and we lead them into it and take them through it so that they experience their own healing. And so rather than looking at the addict from the outside or judging or or being full of anger or, or fear towards that individual, they experience their own healing firsthand in order to be able to understand what this person has gone through and also understand the healing that has taken place. And when we have this connection of awareness, it is a powerful restoration of relationship and lives. Right. And that sounds like a wonderful, wonderful program. And I'm, I'm going to be sharing that in the show notes. But someone who doesn't have access to that, let's just say, how do they overcome the trauma and the betrayal of having an addict or alcoholic in their intimate circle? Great question. So th- there are meetings that one can go to to assist. Uh, Al-Anon is one tool that families and friends often use to deal with the betrayal of an addict or an alcoholic. It's a great support system, highly recommended. As well, it is a spiritual endeavor. It is a, a deep spiritual endeavor. Prayer and meditation are a huge component of the work that we do with the healing of family members. So we promote and recommend that one have a deep connection with a higher power. However they choose that higher power to be, then that is uh, crucial in bringing forth a a healing of the one suffering with betrayal and trauma. And to really work with the technology and the spiritual tool of forgiveness. Forgiveness is another huge component of healing one's heart from betrayal and trauma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I imagine there's so much resentment and anger and so many emotions. Is it possible to overcome this type of betrayal? Absolutely. I'm, I'm living proof of that. It is absolutely possible. It was, it was necessary for me that I, I couldn't go on. I couldn't heal my own life. I couldn't heal my own behaviors if I did not forgive and uh, do the, that deep healing and forgiving work with my father. And that was the very thing that set myself free. And so I went through that process of my own experimentation to open my heart and heal myself. Mm-hmm. And how do you know when you're healed? How do you know when the work is done? Oh, that's a great question. It is a uh, feeling tone. It is a vibration. It is a joy. It is a love. It is a peace, a clarity. I had a dream uh, years back, and my father came to me in my dream, and there were two doors across this beautiful field of flowers, huge, beautiful green field with blooming flowers. And the doors opened, and we walked towards each other. And there was this embrace like no other time. 
in this dream between me and my father. And there was such peace in that moment. And I woke up from that dream and I've never been the same. And I knew in that moment that all was well, all was forgiven. And I come to an understanding that my father gave his life in order for me to have life, if that makes sense. And so oftentimes we go through an experience and it may look a certain way. If we can rest in the knowing that through all things, everything is working for our greater good. And it took years for me to understand and look back at the experience and understand that this was truly the good of the universe unfolding. And when I shifted my perspective and my perceptions, and I was able to look at it like that, it was as if my heart opened up so wide and the love of God of universe just rushed in and overtook me. And so it is that feeling tone, that vibration of love and peace and joy. And that's so beautiful. And what I've seen in people struggling to heal. And and we see that once we've transformed, once we've done the work, once we're on the other side, what can you suggest to the people who they don't really see it? You know, I call it a, this sort of transformation tunnel. You know, sometimes you feel you're deep in it. You have no idea how long it's going to take, how hard it's going to be, what, you know, what this process looks like. And you just feel so overwhelmed and discouraged and frustrated and just, you know, you just don't have the bandwidth to try to figure out anything. What does someone like that do who's in that stage? Yes. I believe you touched on it, that we must experience whatever we need to experience, meaning whatever emotions that we are feeling to feel them, to sit with them, to be with them, do not run from them, do not stuff them, but to walk through those emotions and they are our greatest teacher. It is the greatest gift that we can be given. And sometimes it doesn't feel great. Sometimes we do not want to feel them. But if we can just sit and be still and allow those feelings to move through us, the greatest gift is awaiting us on the other side. And that's why the importance of the spiritual practice of prayer meditation because it is the very thing that allows us to feel the emotion without being attached to the emotion. And you know what? It's so it's so beautiful and it's so important and it is so hard. And I see this is this is why we think it's easier to avoid numb, distract to do anything but to face it. But you know, there's that saying, we need to feel it to heal it. And we just can't get around that if we are to heal from our betrayal, whether it's the betrayal of a, a partner, a family member, a friend, someone in a position of authority, self-betrayal. It really seems like you just can't avoid it. If you want to heal it, you need to go through it. And there's just no way around it. Yes. And the great news is we do not have to do that alone. And that's what I thought for so long, that I had to process and deal and, and move through my emotions on my own. And what I came to realize that there, there is a community, there's a world of support. So know that one is not alone. You are not alone. You do not have to go through these emotions by yourself. But as we mentioned, there's Al-Anon, these groups that you can attend. There's professionals that can help you move through these emotions so that you do not get stuck in them, that you do not 
come to believe that these emotions are who you are. It's just an experience. They're moving through. And so you do not have to do it alone. There's so much help out there for one that is suffering with this type of life experience. And Greg, I love that you said that because it's usually when there is some sort of struggle around addiction or betrayal, this is where there's so much shame and where we're afraid we'll be judged or pitied or criticized or whatever. And this is where we don't look for the support, but this is actually where we need it the most. It took me a long time to realize that growing up in our society as a, a man, and especially for men, we're, we're taught not to feel your emotion, don't cry. That is not true. And it, it took me many years to understand that I had help there to assist me through these emotions and, and to heal from this experience. And once I did that, once I had that realization, that awareness, it was like the, the floodgate of heaven opened up, if you will, that, that help came from everywhere. Angels on this earth came up to me. I didn't even have to look for it. They started to come to me because I was open to it. I said, yes, I need help. And the floodgate opened up and that's when my life transformed and I was able to heal, forgive and move to a place of absolute peace, joy and love with this horrific life experience. Mm. And do you remember what the experience was that had you finally say, I just can't do this alone. I need help. The pain and suffering, the enough was enough. And and sometimes Reverend Michael Beckwith here in, uh, in Los Angeles, he has a saying, we're either pushed by pain or we're pulled by a vision. Pushed by pain or pulled by a vision. And that's what happened to me. The pain was so unbearable. I could not go on any longer. And at that point, that's when I made a choice to say yes. I need help with this. I cannot do this by myself. And in that moment, that shift of perspective and perception and the vision began to pull me. The vision for my life began to pull me into a greater way of being. And you know what I love? First of all, Michael Beckwith, I just I just love everything about what he teaches, what he shares. But what I love about what you're saying is it seems so frightening, but when, you know, when we hear it over and over again, it really does seem like, and I know in my own personal experiences too, we need to get to that place where we feel, of course, we're never broken. We feel broken. We're bent, but we we need to get to that place where we just, whether it's the dark night of the soul, that place where we just feel we're done and it's in that moment. That's where we surrender. We let go of the reins. We release, we let go. We, and then I guess we trust in someone, something bigger than us. And that's where the miracle happens. Yes. So beautiful. That trust, that faith, the faith of a mustard seed, the clients that we work with that come in that are full of despair, that are hopeless, that are faithless. And we, we build, we grow that faith within them so that they're able to trust and deepen the opening for the healing to take place. And that's all we need, really, the the faith of the mustard seed, just a tiny, tiny bit of faith and belief and knowing that healing is possible for my life, that this will not dictate who I am and it will not define the rest of my life, that it is simply a moment of time in our lives. And it is our greatest teacher to teach us and we grow into our greatest yet to be. 
And we're so much stronger than we think. And it's these experiences that really show us that. But, you know, as it relates to betrayal, trust is shattered. And, you know, what I've seen in the people that I work with, and even in my own experience, once we've been betrayed, we're, we're, we're hesitant to trust ourselves because how in the world did we not see something? You know, of course we don't trust our betrayer, but at least we can reason, well, you know what? I can trust in something bigger than me. And that's a wonderful place to start. It absolutely is. And when we have that trust, then we can trust in the healing process. And so this is about building trust from the inside out. And that's the the work that we do, opening our hearts and connecting to our hearts. And within our hearts, we find a deep trust from within. And to believe in our own healing that it's possible, then we begin to trust ourselves. And then we begin to trust others again. Mm. Anything you want to make sure we cover before we wrap up? If you are suffering, know, and we have said this on the line today, If you are suffering, know that healing is possible, that you do not have to continue to live your life in betrayal. There is help out there. You do not have to do this alone. You are powerful. You are resilient. And healing is yours to have. Greg, that's wonderful. I want to thank you so much for sharing your message. How can we learn more about you? You can visit my website, Love Solutions, L-O-V-E-S-O-U-L-U-T-I-O-N-S dot org. Contact us there. All the information is on our website. Wonderful. And we're going to have everything in the show notes. Greg, I want to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us and the, the power and the potential that happens when we're willing to heal. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us today. Appreciate you and all the great work that you are up to in the world. Thank you. I want to thank Greg so much for being a guest on the show. Greg's been kind enough to give you all a gift. Strengthen your heart to strengthen your breakthrough from addiction, which can be found over at lovesolutions.org forward slash contact. And we'll have all of Greg's information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast so you can stay in touch with him. Here's my biggest takeaway. Addiction can feel like a two-sided betrayal. To the family of the person abusing drugs or alcohol, they can feel betrayed because they thought they would have a certain level of love, caring, commitment, and they didn't get that. For the person struggling with addiction, it can feel like they're betraying themselves as they break a promise to quit, change their behavior, and more. Here's a gift from me. Go over to pbtinstitute.com to receive how your biggest crisis reveals your greatest gift and let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all.